Great to be back with you guys today. On our last broadcast, I began to share with you that I believe something that God is emphasizing to the body of Christ in this season, and that this is a season, to me, an unprecedented season of the corporate man being raised up. If you want to know one of God's passions uh, for the people of God, is that the people of God would be raised up up who would they would function in their purpose assignment and sphere of influence and that as each of us do that that the beauty of Jesus the full beauty of Jesus would be displayed to the world as never before and uh, over the last 120 years we've seen um, different beautiful moves of God that has restored truths, restored biblical offices to the body of Christ. And we say restored, obviously it doesn't go beyond the word of God, but it is an uh, a restoration of what already exists in the word of God. But in, in this season in the earth, there is an emphasis from the heart of God on the corporate man being raised up. And one of the uh, biblical characters that God has emphasized to me and and the intercessors around me was, of course, Joseph. And we began to look at his life and and some characteristics from his life that I believe are applicable and relevant to us today. But I want to pause for a minute before uh, maybe we get back into Joseph. Hopefully we'll get him to this broadcast. If not, we'll we'll, we'll certainly follow up with the next broadcast about uh, with Joseph. But I want to look at the Apostle Paul's apostolic emphasis to in his epistles on this concept of the corporate man uh, individual members but one body that Jesus Christ is not accurately represented in the fullness of, 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 of the desire God wants him to be expressed unless it is individual members coming together Yes, with different assignments. Yes, with different uh, uh, purposes. Yes, even in different nations. But as they express Jesus in their sphere of influence, that is only when Jesus is fully expressed to the world. I have uh, I have a requirement, even as a minister of the gospel, I uh, beyond being a minister of the gospel, my first requirement is to be an imitator of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are to be an imitator of the Lord Jesus Christ if you're in Christ. And that as we do that, together we accurately represent Jesus, where a part of the body is not operating as God intended, there is a deficient representation of Jesus Christ in the earth. This is one of the reasons God is so passionate about it, because he wants a full display for the full harvest in the nations of the earth that that God so uh, desires for humanity and for the earth. His desire for the earth and humanity is a is a, 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 a reestablishment of what he originally intended for humanity. And uh, if you want to follow along, First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. We'll begin there. First Corinthians chapter twelve. I encourage you to read that whole chapter. It's it it really emphasizes this point. First Corinthians chapter twelve. For as the body is one and has many members, there's one body, many members. But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. And then, and then he really emphasizes this aspect here. For in fact, the body is not one. That means even though 
I can I can maximize everything that God was I was supposed to be in Christ on the earth and I finish my task well it is still just one part of a whole body that God wanted uh, that, that God wanted represented in the earth during the time for in fact the body is not one member but many and again Romans chapter 12 for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. All members do not have the same function. Thank God for that. So we being many are one body in Christ, individually members of one another. And I want to say, I want to reemphasize this here because I just sense it from the Lord. But all members do not have the same function. The way we think the way we like certain things, the way we are drawn to certain aspects. For me personally, I'm, I'm drawn to uh, uh, like stadium architectures. I've always like just so been fascinated with how they build these big cathedrals and seats and even the newer designs. The, the things we like, the things we dislike, they have been God-given to us and they are part of who God made us. Obviously, if they have to do with sin and evil, that, that's not what that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about there are things that is that are unique to your life that God has put on the inside of you. And this is extremely important because often when we come into certain uh church communities, there, there, there is a, a pressure sometimes to make people in a certain mold. And of course, I'm a member of a particular church. I've been influenced by uh, several different uh, streams in the body of Christ, probably many different streams. And there are, there's a DNA I carry because I'm connected with them. But it does not abrogate, and this is really important for leaders, our DNA, our unique DNA, uh, uh, ministry DNA, church DNA should not talk people out of the God-given things that they enjoy, things that they express, because I believe they've been put in there by God and they are drawn to it for a particular purpose that out of all of our command to be like Jesus, we can express it through the things that often God has put in our heart that are that we are extremely passionate about. I'm very passionate about certain things. I'm interested in certain things. Other things I'm not so passionate about, but I have uh, believing friends who this is what they're passionate about. This is what they love doing, and this is part of their God-given assignment. So it's very important that we never uh, try and conform people and say you must be this way or, 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 or you know this is the way it is we can't talk people out of their God-given creativity and assignment and calling never comes before personhood even the apostle Paul you will read in his epistles it's always Paul an apostle because uh, personhood never precedes purpose. And I believe this is one of the things that God is emphasizing to the people of God and to leaders especially, that it is it is not the will of God to make people car uh, um, uh, carbon copies of our leadership teams. Yes, they will carry a DNA. Yes, they will carry a certain expression because they're called into our family. I'm a Suarez. My father is Angel. My mother is Sarah. 
So I carry their DNA. Uh, many, many years ago, I saw this, uh, I saw this picture of my father when he was just a child on the, uh, he emailed me a picture. He was, I think no more than four years old. And he emails me this picture. We don't have a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of pictures or anything, but my father escaped from Cuba in 1969. But when he sent me this email, I always remember that moment because when I saw this email, I, 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 I thought to myself, I don't need to, because he didn't point out who he was. I don't need to ask my dad which one he is. That's my dad. Why? Because it looked exactly like I did at that age. So, I am not my father, but I carry my father's DNA. So it is certainly appropriate for us to carry the DNA of the covenant communities that God has put us with, but the goal of apostolic training, equipping is not to make people carbon copies. The people that God has brought into my life that I, I have an influence over. My goal is for them not to be another prophet Abner Suarez. My goal is for them to uh, receive what, what God has given me, instruct them in the best way I know how, add to the purpose of life, and add it to their own unique anointing and gifting. And my dad, my dad uh, has been uh, involved in uh, the real estate business for many years. He loves God with all his heart. He's a prophetic man. But he, uh, but I, I am not called to do that. I have a different assignment. So I carry the value system of what he's given me into what I'm currently doing right now. He taught me to be a man of my word. He taught me to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, show up on time, to work hard, to do these things. So I've carried that over into my assignment, but my assignment is not the same as him. I wasn't expecting on saying all that, but I think this is extremely important. In, uh, so you never even see uh, in Scripture a per, uh, 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 you never see the Apostle Paul. You, see, you always see Paul an apostle, Nathan in the Old Testament, Nathan a prophet of the Lord, because purpose never precedes personhood. And that is one of the goals of the fivefold ministry, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Ephesians, uh, uh, let me read this again, just finishing up in verse 5 of Romans 12. But all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ individual members of one another. Then Ephesians chapter 4, you will see this emphasis. Ephesians chapter 4, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling in which you were called, with all lowliness, gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. One body, one spirit. Just as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one, uh, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Verse 9, excuse me. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But he also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. That he might fill all things. So what is the Apostle Paul doing here? The Apostle Paul is sees significance in the book of Psalms 
where it's represented that when the nation of Israel conquered its, uh, uh, conquered its enemies, it had spoils. So this is a picture, and he's using an Old Testament reference here. He's, he's saying this is a picture. This is one of the spoils that Jesus gave when he died, he uh, resurrected, and he ascended. He gave these gifts to the church. Also want to back up here for a minute. I'm thinking back to about five years ago, uh, maybe six years ago, I was getting ready for this Reformation conference that we were hosting as a ministry. And I remember I was just uh, meditating, getting my thoughts together, putting some thoughts together, looking at my notes. And I hear the Lord say to me, He said, I only have one plan and that's what I'm going to do through my people. That's why God has been patient. That's why God has been kind. That's why despite all our dysfunction, God is still, his hand is still on the church because he said, I only have one plan. I don't have plan C or D. It's the one plan that I'm going to fulfill through my church. And I only have one church and it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes it's in the church universal. It's the church that God is building. And the church is not necessarily an organization. An organization can be part of the universal church, but just because an organization has the name church doesn't make them part of the church. It's only that which God has birthed. So God is passionate about his church functioning correctly and operating correctly. I jokingly say this and uh, sometimes it, depending on, on, on your worldview or, or your experience, it could get people really upset. The church is like the presidency of Donald Trump here in the United States. Really dysfunctional, but God's choice and God is operating through it still here in the earth. So the church is God's plan. The church is God's plan for the earth during this season. And so uh, I don't know, I got a little, little, uh, little rabbit trail there. But Jesus ascends on high, and one of the spoils of his death, uh, excuse me, of his death, his resurrection, and his ascension is these gifts. So this is the importance of why God gives us ministry gifts. And he himself gave some. Who gave? Jesus gave these gifts to the church. These are why these gifts are so important. And these, and, and, and we'll see here, he tells us the purpose of the gifts. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Who gave these gifts? Jesus gave these gifts. He, and Paul is telling us, by virtue of Jesus dying, resurrecting, uh, uh, and ascending, these are part of the gifts he gave. This are, these are the spoils of his victory. Why are they the spoils of his victory? Because the apostle is uh, uh, an office that Jesus functioned in when he came on the earth. He was the sent one, sent from heaven. We are sent people. He was most certainly a prophet, one of the most common characteristics associated with him. He he had understanding of the future. He wants us to be a people. He tells us the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. He was uh, an evangelist, certainly. He, he spread the message, the good news of the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was a pastor because he was a good shepherd. He was a good shepherd who gathered the sheep to him. And he was a teacher. They, they, they said, we have never heard anyone teach like this. So Jesus 
functioned in all these offices. And now he gives gifts to the church. He gives gifts to the church in the form of men and yes, women. He puts them inside the church, but the purpose is not that we would rally around these gifts, but that we would receive from these gifts for this purpose, for the equipping of the saints, the equipping to empower them, to empower them. Why? For the work of the ministry. It's the priesthood of all believers. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was the ability of every believer to do the work of the ministry for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ I want you to see something here I want you to see this that these are gifts these are offices these fivefold offices often what we call the fivefold ministry are the gifts that Jesus himself operated in him now they come to us as gifts from God himself uh, to the church and they come to equip people for the work of the ministry so every one of these gifts releases an anointing that Jesus functioned in what are we supposed to be like? We're supposed to be like Jesus. So these anointings come to establish us fully and to give us graces. It doesn't make us um, uh, apostles or prophets because we receive from them, but we what we're supposed to do is to be equipped by them and receive that grace that comes from that office to add to the purpose and the calling of God on our lives. And where there is no apostolic office, where there is no prophetic office, and Paul uh, later says apostles and prophets are the foundation of the church, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Without these five anointings, functioning through the ha through, through through a local body the, the 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 universal church a believer will be deficient and this is also really important because even sometimes as believers we have a tendency to only want to receive from one expression or one ministry gift and 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 and, and that's often because of our natural makeup or or our callings or certain things that we're drawn to that that you know and we all have it's it's okay to have certain ministries we receive from certain ministries we know God God wants us to receive from a more uh, on a regular basis but it is also equally important as a job of leaders in local communities to make sure all of these offices are functioning or else we will develop uh, deficient believers. Uh, we had a, a funny term uh, uh, growing up and um, uh, the 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 funny uh, the funny term was uh, you know among among uh, the, the the guys I I I, uh, I worked out with or and it was certain people who only focused on maybe their upper body so they did chest every day biceps every other day they didn't do any uh, sort of cardio they never developed their legs so up top they were really big but you would look at their legs they had these puny little legs and so they were deficient in developing certain parts of their body and, and without the fivefold ministry functioning in a local expression, you will have believers who have strengths in one place, but their whole body is not completely developed. And the Lord says that this is going to be a season in the earth. And I just see like, a, uh, uh, like you'd see like a, a geographic map of the United States. 
and the Lord connecting apostles and prophets to work together as never before and evangelists and pastors and teachers and evangelists equipping people to go to the marketplace and teachers breaking down scripture and and releasing revelation to scripture and prophets as they prophesy releasing on an anointing on the people of God to hear and to see as never before and the Lord says even as he brings together the corporate man and even as his great passion is for the corporate man to rise up the Lord says there is a call in the spirit there's a call in the spirit for my fivefold ministers to work together as one to work together for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry and the Lord says as as my leaders come together and the Lord says make no mistake about it there will be a coming together as never before the Lord says as my as uh, my leaders come together there will be a unique sound even like it was on the day of Pentecost that they came together as one and they represented how my son was one with me they represented how my son was one with me on the earth they represented that in the upper room they came together despite uh, uh, different racial backgrounds different even theological leanings they came together and the Holy Spirit was poured out and there was a sound on the day of Pentecost and the world was never the same because of that sound I say to you there is coming a unique sound as my leaders come together as one as never before a unique sound will ripple through the nations of the earth and there'll be a roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah and a power yes the Lord says a power that has not been seen since the day of Pentecost will be released in the earth. The Lord says, mark this time and season. And there is an invitation to come close, the Lord says, because there is unprecedented, unique wisdom and revelation that I not only want to give to my ministers and leaders, but I want to give to my corporate body. So there would be humility, so there would be wisdom, so there would be understanding. And there are angels on assignment with specific purposes and plans for this season. And the Lord says, if you'll turn to me as never before, you will hear and you will not only hear, it will cause you to be fruitful as never before. The Lord says to his people, do not be moved by what you see in the earth or even by the media headlines. But I say to you, be moved by my voice, be moved from the dictates of heaven. And as you move by the dictates of heaven, the Lord says, I will establish a sound and a roar through my people. Even as I gave Joseph a dream and everything went contrary, there is a dream from the heart of God. The Lord says that I am fulfilling, not through one or two, but through my corporate body. And the Lord says, my body's ability to cooperate with me will prove if they serve the purposes of God for their generation. And the Lord says, in the spirit, there's an alarm going off because the Lord says, I want to mark this generation correctly to fulfill 
fulfill the purposes of God for this season. The Lord says, do not live for one day. Do not live temporarily, but live for eternity. Look high, look unto me, look into my beauty. For as you look into my beauty, says the Lord, you will see and you will be marked for eternity. Live for eternity. Do not store up your treasures on the earth, but live for eternity. For when you live with eternity, you live with a proper perspective and you are marked with purpose. Yes, the Lord says, those who live from eternity, those who live from eternity will be the most fruitful and will have much to give me when, I, when they stand before me. And the Lord says, the final countdown has begun for my purposes to be established in the earth. And there will be a shaking, says the Lord, even in the body of Christ. But know this, those who are on a sure foundation of my voice and my word will never stumble. Will never stumble. just see somebody right now um, it's like a fire of God's going down your neck healing your neck and adjusting your spine somebody's right knee the Lord is healing somebody's right knee um, I see this uh, very specific pasture and as I see you there's this angel Lord uh, assigned to you and he's got uh, blueprints uh, it's not only for your it, it has to do with what God has called you to do but it's actually blueprints to transform and bring an awakening in your city as never before. It's like when I was saying that, I also saw this picture of this pastor watching this. You're in this small, uh, um, you're in this small apartment and I believe it's somewhere in Asia and the lightnings of God and, and the angel of the Lord is visiting you now because there's an empowerment on your life for authority, miraculous power, evangelism as never before. And I obviously don't know anything about your ministry, but there's exponential growth coming to your ministry. I see somebody else. I just see the hand of Jesus. It's it's just right on your heart and it's a it's a release of the love and the kindness of God. There's somebody watching this. You're just riddled right now with uh, condemnation and guilt. And I actually see this angel Lord just bing releasing that condemnation and guilt. So I release condemnation and guilt and and heaviness and 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 and, and, and anything else that entails. I just release it off of you in Jesus name. Uh, somebody's right shoulder be healed. Right shoulder be healed. Right shoulder be healed. Mm. Mm. Marabahaya. And I don't know why, I'm particularly just seeing um, the city of New York. And uh, we know the city of New York been probably the worst ravaged by this COVID-19 crisis. But the Lord says to the city of New York, I'm causing all things to work for your certain good. And uh, the reason I'm saying that that was the language that I got because I saw a fire and it was a holy fire and it was the fire of the Holy Spirit and it was blanketing buildings. It was blanketing Wall Street and uh, um, like uh, 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 the only way I can describe it, like a purity was going. And the Lord says, New York will awaken 
to its foundational roots of righteousness and truth. And it'll come a sign to you that there's going to be a gathering in that city of all races and all different people. And it'll be a sign that the tide is turning in that city to make that city a city of God. And I see words and decrees and a hearing to even leaders in that city. And the Lord says, rise up men and women of God in that city. For have I not given you the authority to shift and to change that city according to the purposes of God? And when I was saying that, I just saw like even curses people have said over that city. It'll never get better. This is the way it'll be. So in the name of Jesus, Hamahaya. In Jesus' name, we say that the purposes of God and curses that have even spoken by the people of God are being brought to naught. And we say that New York City will be a place of revival, reformation, outpouring, and the purposes of God and a great healing anointing such as never before been seen will come to New York City. Thank you, Lord. When I was saying that, I was reminded... um, and we're almost out of time here in our broadcast, but I was reminded of um, uh, many years ago, I was in a certain nation and uh, I left this meeting in this restaurant a little frustrated because uh, the, the leaders there were telling me, nobody wants to serve the Lord. Nobody wants to uh, follow Jesus here. And it's so difficult. And, 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 I, and I understand sometimes, uh, you know, even as leaders, even as called ones, we get frustrated. But I also know the power of God. And I also know that we must stay the course. And so I, I, I left that meeting. I, I, didn't, I don't remember what I said in that meeting, but as I left, I said, God, this is not right. You are able to do what you've said. And we are able to do what you've told us to do. And I always remember, he said, no place in the earth is, is, is uh, uh, no place in the earth is deficient from from my power moving. No place in the earth is closed to my power. No place in the earth is closed from my purposes being done. No place in the earth is closed from an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that. No, no nation can ever be shut, even quote-unquote closed nations. And so I, I, I just release that as an encouragement to the Northeast, to New York, that it will rise up to its prophetic destiny. Amen. Well, this uh, broadcast certainly uh, took a turn that I wasn't expecting, but we're just trying to be obedient to the Lord. Thank you for joining uh, me today. And we'll have part three uh, next week. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to jump in a little more to Joseph. But thank you for joining us. This is a season of the corporate man. Thank you, partners and friends, for making broadcasts like this a reality. And thank you for standing with us. Bless you.